Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. Today I'm bringing you an interview with Stephen Mansfield. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author. He's an entrepreneur. I would consider him a statesman. He's a public speaker. Uh, he's really served in a, a vital role in a number of social issues and social causes. And he, among many of those things and even more, he is deeply concerned about the state of manhood. He has written a number of books. One, by the way, is Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. I would highly recommend that. You can actually see that and get more information on my website, thrivefoodpodcast.com. But I am excited to bring the interview to you today that I had with him a while back. And we unpacked this deep question, which shouldn't be deep. It really shouldn't. It should be pretty easy. But in the social climate we're in right now, I think it's 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 eluding a lot of young men. I don't even think they really understand what it is. And I am so excited to bring Stephen Mansfield in to help us maybe get a better understanding of what this means. So here we go, guys. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Thrivehood podcast. And man, I got a special guest, someone that I've been wanting to get on this podcast for a number of months, Stephen Mansfield. Stephen, welcome to the Thrivefoot Podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be with you, Tim. So let's jump right into this. I want to, we talked briefly before we started the interview, but I want to give my listeners a real quick background and a backdrop. Started this podcast not quite two years ago was really trying to help influence and encourage boys and young men to be really all they can be, <laughs> maybe an army, uh, army, uh, uh, what do you call it? An army slogan, I guess, sure. if you will. But what was interesting, and you would have thought by now I would have covered this topic, but I did some research and I would talk to different people. And what I, I sort of walked away thinking, gosh, if, if I asked 10 different people what manhood is, I'm, I'm actually getting 10 different descriptions sure. and ideas and personal opinions about what it is. 
So rather than go down that road of what I thought it was, I, I really felt like, man, I wish there was someone that I, that I really trusted in and believed really had a heart for that, which I know you do, Stephen. And I thought, gosh, if I could get you on here and we could ask somebody that I really believe has a, has a heart for that. And I love some of the stories and some of the books you, you characterize what happened with you and some, especially I think Stephen Mansfield was the book of manly men. And you talk about your experience in Damascus and there was just, we'll maybe cover that some other time, but sure. So here's where I'm at. Here's the question. And I want to share with you and you just take this and run with it. And we'll go from there. Stephen Mansfield, in your opinion, what is manhood? Well, first of all, I'm very proud of what you're doing, Tim. And I'm happy to answer this question. In my view, manhood is what happens when a man understands the meaning and the power of what a man is and starts to live in it. Now, that's that's different from the way a lot of people would define it. Um, but I believe that true manhood, noble manhood, occurs when a man understands the power of what it means to be a man and why it was given to him. I start with God. I believe God created manhood. And I believe that men are given gifts, certain abilities, um, and women, of course, too. But we're talking about men right now. And men uh, step, I think, into noble manhood into righteous manhood, into great manhood, as my firm calls it, when they understand uh, the power of being a man and the meaning of being a man and begin to live it, live in its strength, live in its greatness, uh, live in its purpose, live in its servanthood, live in all the things that a man was designed for. So that's when I think true manhood happens. Prior to that, as some of the folks on my team tend to kind of say, you're just a male. <laughs> you're just a male. You're just a guy with parts. Um, but, but once you understand what manhood is, why it was designed, why it was given to us, the good that it can do, what it means, even what it means for you and your own soul and your own body, um, then you step into noble manhood. Okay, so let's take that a, a little step further. And I know that we could talk for two hours and maybe not still cover this, but one of the things you said is when we start to live in it, can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. When a, when a young man grows up, you know, he just he's just discovering basically the maleness of him, uh, unless he's taught well by others, uh, is all about his body. It's about changes in his body. He sort of emerges into what it means to be a male through his adolescent years. But manhood's more than that. Why is a man given strength? Why is he given kind of a guardian way of thinking? Uh, why is he giving, given strategic thinking? Um why are a man's words powerful um, in the minds and hearts of those uh, he has influence over, etc.? When he begins to think about those things, when he begins to recognize those powers and gifts and use them for noble purposes, realize that, there, that his strength is not there to beat another guy or to dominate a female uh, or to commit criminal activity or what have you. His strength is there, uh, certainly, uh, to contend but to defend uh, and to ennoble and to protect. And that's why it's there. And that's the highest and noble form of it. Yeah, we enjoy it in sports and yeah, we enjoy it in contests, but that's all about training and strengthening so that we can be the men we're made to be. So uh, I, I believe that a man steps into it when he realizes it and then in a sense puts on true manhood like a, like, like a suit of armor in a sense, put, decides to step into it and live it out uh, and doesn't just live 
according to what Lincoln would have called his lesser drives, the lesser angels of his nature, uh, the lesser part of his being. You know, I can I can grow male hair and get bigger parts and become stronger and be 16 and dominate people and rob people and and dominate girls and use my whatever appeal I have just to just to get in girls' pants. I don't, I don't mean to be crass here, uh, but that's not being a noble man. That's not being a true man. Uh, being a true man is recognizing that strengths for a higher purpose. Um, and yeah, sure, it might be part of leading to a happy and fulfilling marriage where you fulfill all things sexual and procreation and all that kind of thing. Hot dog, all for it. Um, but but a, a man who's, uh, and I know we'll talk about it in a minute, but a man who's living out toxic masculinity is using all that to dominate people and rob people and diminish people and just using it as brute force. A good man realizes that it's got a purpose and it was given to him as a gift to be used for others and himself. Great segue. That was literally my next question, Stephen. Let's let's move into that. So you hear this a lot, toxic masculinity. I'll be and I'll be very honest. I, I hear it a lot and I think I have a general understanding of that. But for the young men listening in the day and age that we're in now, I, I think when you and I were growing up, it meant something different. I actually think so. And I think it's evolved a little bit, but I and I may be wrong at this, but I start I sort of feel like at the core, it, it's just sort of the same thing, but maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right, but feel free to elaborate. What What is toxic masculinity? Well, a lot of people who are advocates for men like I am uh, don't like the phrase toxic masculinity, but I like it. I think it describes something. And so uh, let me tell you what it describes, then I'll give you a little bit of history lesson. I'm sorry, I'm a historian. I have to go to history. Um, I love it. I think that toxic masculinity is when men use their gifts to damage others. So somewhere in this building is my wife uh, and she's cooking dinner and we have a relationship. Well, I'm stronger than she is. Most males are stronger than most females and I'm not putting females down by saying that. So I can use my strength to dominate her. I can use my strength to manipulate her. I can use my strength to conquer or I can protect her and ennoble her and help her fulfill all she's made to be by being, I'm just speaking physically now, strong for her and protecting for her and loving of her and and caring for her and so on. Uh, Toxic masculinity would be the former. It would be the dominating of a woman. It would be the abusing of a woman. It would be the manipulating of a woman. It would be a subjugating of a woman to make her do what I want her to do just because I can frankly beat her uh, and frankly beat her into submission. And the history part of it is the word toxic comes from the Latin word toxicum, and it refers to the poisons that used to be put on arrows in the ancient world. We've all seen this in movies and so on. Uh, arrows are dipped in poison so that when you fire them into an enemy or into a prey, um, the, 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 the death happens much more quickly. In fact, even a bad shot that just breaks into the bloodstream would cause death. So I, the reason I like it as a description of bad manhood is that a man who's living in the world, who's not understanding his purpose and living out and using his gifts, his strength, his abilities for negative purposes, is firing poisoned arrows into everyone around him. He's firing them into his family. He's firing them into his parents and his brother and sister when he's younger. He's firing them into his wife or the girls he dates. He's firing them into his children. Uh, a bad guy, a guy who's you, who, who has abilities but uses them for negative is embittering his children and weakening them and torturing them and and doing and doing the same with his wife and firing negative stuff into the community and and in other words being a poisonous 
destroyer. Uh, and so men who are, are men who have abilities, but you don't know the noble purpose for those abilities are doing great damage. And we all, we all know people like that. We all have had friends or, or have had to recover perhaps ourselves from bad fathers or bad male influences in our lives or bad toxic friends um, who just damaged us and tore up everything and ripped into people's souls. So an example of that would be my words. A man has power in his words. I can use that to build up my children. In my case, my grandchildren also. I can use that to ennoble my wife. I can use that to encourage her and strengthen her. Or I can use it to destroy. Uh, we all know men whose fathers just ripped them up verbally. And they're insecure. And they're angry. And they're mean. And they're maybe conspiring. And that's the result of toxic masculinity. So I like the phrase toxic masculinity. I think it's, it's, it's men who don't know how to be true men, how to be noble men, firing poisonous arrows into everyone around them. And I think we've seen that in our entire culture. It reminds me of, and I know you've seen it, Schindler's List, the, there's the book in the movie. And I don't know, three quarters of the way into the movie, Liam Neeson uh, speaks to the I don't know, you know better than I do, the general or whoever's over that yes. particular concentration camp. And he makes a statement about, you know, power isn't always about being able to uh, use it. It's also about being able to refrain from using it as well. So I, as you were talking, that hit me. It's, it's, it's just because we have the power doesn't mean we always have to use it. Is, exactly. Does that make sense? Exactly. You know, a statistic that really disturbs me is the U.S. government says, that 20% of women on American college and university campuses are sexually abused on those campuses. Well, who's doing that? Men who have given themselves to toxic masculinity. Because mm -hmm. I have the power to dominate a woman, I dominate her sexually. Because I can end a date pinning her down, not to be too graphic, uh, because, I can, because I can be dominant and manipulating and controlling uh, with my physical strength, I am. Well, that's toxic masculinity. A man's given a gift for exactly opposite reasons. He's given his physical strength exactly to ennoble a society, to make children safe and women protected and society strong. But no, if we don't have that, we're going to have gangs. We're going to have sexual molestation to the tune of 20% on university and college campuses. You see my point. So all of that to say, uh, that's why I'm so passionate about uh, men living out noble and righteous lives, because if we have a society that's plagued by toxic masculinity, and I'm not, I'm not disturbed by starting there, that's diagnosing the disease. Now we have to fix it. So in this, I'm going to take a little bit of a turn here, and then I'm going to have a final question for you before we wrap this up, Stephen. I lost count, and this was an interesting thing that you keep saying. I lost count of how many times you use the word noble, nobility. That is a theme in your vocabulary. Would you maybe just go down that path and, and dig into a little bit of what you mean by that as, as you're relating to men and masculinity? Happy to. It means to live. Noble means living in your higher self, higher thought, higher intents, intentions, higher purposes. Um higher utility of your gifts and abilities. Um, when I say, uh, wow, that man sure is noble, we know that he's not raping and pillaging and destroying and stealing and thieving and cursing and uh, busting up and cheating and what have you. If he's noble, he's good, and he's, he has a high virtue, and he has ethics, 
He'd be the kind of guy you'd want for a friend, a woman would want for a husband. Um, he lives in terms of higher things, even to the point of the arts and music and, and thought and philosophy. Um, it doesn't mean he's rich. It just means that he's high in character, high in purpose, high in intention. You would trust him. You would have your sister date him, you know, to put it in silly terms. Um, right. You would, you would want to be his friend. You would want to be, you would want to know him. Why? Because he's living in his higher self. Well, the opposite is some of what we've been talking about. We all know people who live in terms of their drives, their addictions, their negative passions. If I want sex, I'll just take it from whoever's nearby. If I want money, I'll steal it wherever I can find it. If I want uh, something, I'll, I'll take it from you. I'm not going to keep my word. I'm not going to be noble or true or faithful or committed to you. So noble to me means to live in the highest purpose, uh, the highest goal. And uh, of course, that has deep roots in history and what a gentleman is and things of that nature. And I think, and I come from a military background. My father was a high ranking army officer. So the, the idea of these noble officers uh, living out virtue and doing great things in the world, and not just the officers, the non commissioned officers, too. Um, I'm, I'm inspired by it. I'm moved by it. Uh, and some of my heroes are some of the most noble men in history. Um, but I think it's because you're living, probably this is the best way to park it, in your higher self, your highest self, the best you can be, the most noble you can be, the most ethical you can be, and the most good to, your, to society and others and, and, and your friends. I always say in a number of the episodes, becoming the best version of yourself. Exactly. You know, you, you, exactly. You, you're, you're still you, right? You still have the makeup, the characteristics, the personality of who you are, you don't change that, but you make the best of what you are as the good Lord made us. Right. So exactly, exactly. And, and you have to have a the, part of what I try to do with men is that when you're talking about being the best for what you're made to be, as you've just said, you have to have some image of what the best is. You know, there are some people who just don't know any more than that a guy just dominates and takes what he wants and mm -hmm. lives according to his lesser drives and he's destroying society. So what is that higher image? What is that the best you can be? Someone's got to come along and give you an understanding of the highest purpose of a man. And that's why I started with the definition that I did at the beginning of our interview. Great. Let's wrap this up, Stephen. Well, here's what I'd like to do at the end. I always like to give my interviewers or my interviewees the last word. And do you have a bit of advice little bit of wisdom, I don't know, maybe even giving some direction for some of the young boys, young men that are listening to this, if they truly are going, well, okay, this is all fine and dandy, but now what do I do? And maybe there's, I don't know if there's some literature you can recommend or I don't know, just as we close this out, maybe some final thoughts for the young guys listening today. Great. Happy to. Um, there's a lot of good literature out there for men, but the simple thing since I'm sitting here is to say start with mine, and I'm not trying to sell books. I've written a book called Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. I've written a book called Men on Fire, and I've written a book called Building Your Band of Brothers, and that'd be a great place to start. And part of the reason I recommend it, uh, again, not trying to sell books, is that in those books, I recommend movies. I recommend other books. I recommend all kinds of things. So they're, they're, it's like a, it's almost like a university that unpacks itself. So just since I'm talking, start with mine. But of course, there are other great books for men out there. Um, and, I, and I'll just, they're, they're so listed in my literature, uh, I won't even men mention any others. But um, the other thing I strongly recommend, and it's what I would say to my 14-year-old self if I could go back and talk to him, and that is go after mentors. 
You may not have a father in the home. You may have a terrible father in the home. You may have a guy who's good on Saturdays, but not present the rest of the week. You know, we all had various levels of fathers, but go after mentors. You see a man you admire, he's good at one thing. Say, can I buy you a hamburger? Uh, and we sit down and talk about this. I, I'm i a grandfather and I do that. I see men who have something together I don't quite have together. And I'll say, man, can I buy you a bite to eat? We talk about it just for a couple of hours. Maybe you can mentor me a little bit, teach me a little bit, and I'll do whatever I can to help you in return. And that's what you want. You want to be in a, in a, in a movement, in a band, in a, I call it a band of brothers, where men are helping each other and coaching each other. Some men are good at some things. They're not good at other things. You know, a guy's good at numbers, but he's not good at working out. Or, you know, there's a million different variations on a theme. Um, and so I remember I've got many, many, many times taken a man aside and said, look, I don't, I see the way that you do certain things with your kids, or I see the way you really handle your wife in a wonderful way. I see the way that you're uh, using your money maybe, or whatever. Uh, would you just take a few minutes and teach me and, and maybe recommend some books and coach me over a hamburger? That changed my life. But when I was 14, I was too insecure to go after those things. I was acting like I had it all together and I was too cool. And as I got older, I said, if I'm going to achieve success, if I'm going to have impact, I'm going to have to have mentors in my life. My father was good, but he was a military man. He was often off at war. Um, he was a great example. But some of the personal stuff that I needed, I got later in life. And so that would be my main suggestion. Go after mentors. Have the humility and the passion to live big, uh, to find mentors. And, um, and of course, that comes in all kinds of form, one-on-one, books, podcasts, movies, but still be humble and go after it. Realize you don't have all that you need until you get the coaching that you, that you got to have to be great. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.